and we get all frustrated because we cannot understand why is this happening to me? Sometimes those things that happen to you are meant to build faith in your life. They're meant to make you stronger. If something doesn't break you, it will make you stronger. Yes, thank you, Jesus. So, go ahead, Sister Mason. But for the glory of God. Listen to that. Some things, when they happen to you, there for the glory of God. This is what people cannot understand. Look, last week uh, we prayed some prayer. We prayed for that couple for Cassandra's daughter. Listen to me. God answered that prayer. Yes. They came to me a day after they went to court. And he came and he told me, Pastor, I want to thank you. And he hugged me. I said, what are you thanking me for? I didn't do anything. All we did is pray. I said, thank the Lord. <laughs> so uh, he was looking at doing how long? Cassandra, get us that phone. Look at me. Oh, look at the Bible. <laughs> how, how long was he supposed to do? Minimum of two and a half years. Minimum of two and a half years. So he went to court the other day, and they told him to go to the probation department. When they tell you to go to the probation department, is because they're considering and giving you probation. Amen. Amen? So God did something. Amen. And God, you know, and, and, and I mean, I don't understand. You know what? Even before they weren't here, I knew they were going to be here. She was right, tell you that. Yes. I said, I don't feel that they're going to be here. Sometimes people lose it. They think, oh, I'm out of the water, I'm out of the problem. Mm -hmm. He's not out of the problem. Mm -hmm. Because he's got to go back, right? Yep. And he has to face the judge. And people don't understand that God can turn things. Just as he can turn them for the good, he can just step back and allow the enemy to work on you. But sometimes things happen so that God can get the glory. You know, I had a, a, a man that I prayed for that his eyes were open. He was completely 100% blind. He came to church like three times, and I never saw him again. And I said, God, how can that be? That people don't understand that God does things so that he can get the glory. We need to glorify him. We need to praise him. That's why I took time out this morning so that we could thank God for what he has done. But sometimes things happen not because God wants to punish you. Not because God is not listening to your prayer. Sometimes things happen so that God can get the glory. So that God can get the praise. Yes. But he changes the situation. Amen. Go ahead, Sister Mason. That the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now Jesus loved Martha and his sister and Lazarus. When he had heard therefore that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. Listen to that. After they told him that Lazarus was sick, he didn't go running to him, but he stayed there two days after that. I said, Paul, I was, 
I was off by two. And then, sister. Then after that, said he to his disciples, let us go to Judea, Judea again. His disciples say unto him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee, and goest there thither again? Jesus answered, Are there now not twelve hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of the world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there is no light in him. Stop for a moment. Listen to what the disciples were telling him. You want to go there again? when they're looking to kill you. Let me tell you what the devil always does. He tries to stop you from doing the work of God. He tries, tries to stop you from doing the will of God. He will try to stop you from coming to church at times. He will try to stop you from doing this and doing that because he knows where, that, that if you do what God is saying to do, that it, you know, I don't know if you remember when uh, Jesus and the disciples were in the middle of the storm. Do you remember that? When they were in the storm, the Bible says that Jesus was in the back of the boat and the boat was taking water because the storm was so fierce. And the Bible says that the disciples were afraid. And that it says that they said, Lord, don't you care that we perish? And the Bible says that Jesus got up and rebuked the waters, rebuked the wind, and that was a calm. Yeah. You know what that tells me? That tells me when you're going through problems, when you're going through difficulties, Call on Jesus, yeah, and he will come, yeah, and he will yeah. come your storm. Yes, Hallelujah. But listen, I want you to, to, to think of something, or to look at something this morning. When Jesus and the disciples were in the midst of that storm, they could have stayed there. They could have stayed stuck. But Jesus got up, and he rebuked the waters. He rebuked the winds, and the Bible says that they went on. And see, Jesus had told them before they went into the boat, he told them, let's get into the boat and go to the other side. Yeah. So many times what the devil is trying to do, he's trying to get you to stop so that you don't see the other side. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. He's trying to get you to stop believing in your miracle before you receive your miracle. Yeah. He tries to stop you from having faith that your family is going to be saved because he doesn't want to see your family get saved. Yeah. He's trying to stop you from getting to the other side. Yeah. This is what, Jesus, what the disciples the devil was using them to try to get Jesus to be scared, not to go to where Lazarus was. Amen. Because the devil knew what was going to happen when Jesus got there. Yeah. Read on, sister. These things said he, and after that he said unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may awake him out of sleep. Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. How then Jesus spake to his death? But they thought that he had spoken of taking up rest in sleep. Then said Jesus unto them, Lazarus is dead, and I am glad for that I was not there, 
to the intent ye may believe, and nevertheless let us go unto him. And then, then, then said Thomas, which is called Didymus, unto his fellow disciples, let us go, let us also go that he, we may die with him. When Jesus, then when Jesus came, he found, he found that he had lain in the grave four days already. He was dead for four days before Jesus ever got to him. And then? Now Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem, about 15 furlongs off. Keep going. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou had been here, my brother had not died. Listen to that. Listen to that, what she's saying. But she's saying, in essence, Jesus, if you would have been here on time, my brother would not have died. Amen. But now you're too late because my brother's already dead. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. So sometimes we think because God doesn't do something in our time clock, we think that he's late. He's not late. He knows everything. He sees everything. God is seeing the whole picture. Yes. This is what Martha was going. You're too late, Jesus. And then go on, sister. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it to thee. That she threw in that. That she threw that in, like you know, uh, uh, I would say like a little religious mumble jumble. Saying, you know, you're too late, but I know that you're, you know, that if you pray to God, he'll give you whatever you have. But then you're saying in the same breath, you're too late. Mm -hmm. Hello? How many of you know that sometimes we get religious with God? Hello? Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes we get religious with people. And so she said what she felt when she first saw him. She told him, you're too late. If you'd have been here, my brother would not have died. And then sister makes it. Jesus said unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me shall, excuse me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Isn't that a beautiful, look at those scriptures. That is a beautiful promise that Jesus is giving unto you and I. He says that even though you die, yet you shall live. What is the Bible saying there? It's saying that if you believe, and if you, the Bible says if you confess and you believe in your heart that Christ has been raised from the dead, you shall be saved. Yeah. Amen. And if you're saved and you die in Christ Jesus, 
You're not really dying. You're just changing addresses. Amen. Amen. Because your soul is going to heaven to be with your maker. Amen. The one that created you. Because he is the resurrection and the life. Let me tell you something. A lot of people believe in Buddha. But the Bible doesn't make that. uh, uh, Buddha cannot make that statement. That he is the resurrection in the life. A lot of people believe in Joseph Smith, but Joseph Smith cannot say that. A lot of people believe in Allah, but Allah did not raise from did not uh, uh, he was not raised from the dead. The only one that was raised from the dead was Jesus Christ the Lord, and that's why he can make that confession and say, "I am the resurrection and the life." Give him a praise, son. Read on, sister. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believeth thou this? Keep going. She said unto him, Yea, yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. And when she had said, when she had so said, she went her way and called Mary, her sister, secretly, saying, The Master is come, and cometh for thee, and calleth for thee. As soon as she heard that, she rose quickly and came unto him. Now Jesus was not yet come into the town, but was in the place where Martha met him. The Jews then which were with her in the house and comforted her when they saw Mary, that she rose up hastily and went out, followed her, saying, She goeth unto the grave to weep there. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was and said him, she fell down and saw him. She fell down at her feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. Listen to that. She said the same thing yes. that her sister said. They must have had the same pastor. They must have gone to the same church. Amen. She said the same thing that her sister had said. Amen. If you would have been here, my brother would not have died. In other words, you're too late, Jesus. You're too late to help my brother. His food has already been roasted. He's already dead. He's been dead for four days. You're too late. Go on. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. You know why he was troubled? You know why Jesus was troubled? Because of our unbelief. I believe that many times Jesus is troubled with you and I. Because of the confessions that we make. Because of the negative things that we speak. Because of the unbelief that weighs deep down in our hearts that doesn't let us reach the promises of God because the only way you can get anything from God it has to be through faith. Amen. So Jesus was troubled. And so many times, I believe last Monday, Brother Edwards, I believe he was troubled with me. 
You want to know the funny part about this? I disobeyed God on Monday. Do you know that when I was picking up my phone to dial that lady and cancel that appointment, God told me don't call her. But you know what? I was listening to my reasoning. I was listening to my unbelief. And I was looking at things in the natural. I said, God, look what came in on Sunday. How in the world can we commit ourselves to paying uh, $800? Look, look at, at what happened. And many times, this is what you and I do. We look at the circumstances. We look at the situation. And we say, man, that can never change. That will never change. I cannot do this. Yes, you cannot do it on, your, on yourself, by your own strength, and by your own power. But the Bible says in the book of Philippians, God I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things, not some things, but I can do all things. All things. Hallelujah. And so I called, I picked up the phone, and I called the lady, and the lady who was an unbeliever, listen to this. The lady who was an unbeliever had more faith than I did. And she said, come, come, because I want you to meet with my boss. Yeah. Hello? Amen. So sometimes God is troubled because of our unbelief. Sometimes we don't receive all that we can receive from God because we're doubting. Let me tell you something about doubt. Hello? Look at me for a moment. Sometimes you're like a spiritual yo-yo. You remember the yo-yos, Eddie? Yes, yes. Used to put it down and come back to your hand. That's how sometimes we are. One day we're up, we're believing the whole Bible. The next day we're doubting the whole Bible. Hello? And we look at our circumstances and we look at the problem. Let me tell you something. Don't look at the bigness of your problem. Look at the bigness of your God. Yeah. And let me tell you something else. Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7, For we walk not by sight, but by faith. We need to have faith in the Lord. We need to stop looking at things and we need to start looking at Jesus. These women were looking at the problem. Their brother was dead. They were not looking at the fact that the Savior of the world was standing between them. They were not looking at the fact that the man that the man that had gone to the cross and died on the cross is they were not looking at the fact that he was standing between them that he had conquered death. Yes. Yes. yes, Jesus died, but three days later, he arose from the dead. Yes, amen, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Brother Edward, if I had been looking at Jesus and, and, and you were my close friend and you had died and Jesus showed up, I would be happy. Because I would say, Eddie's not going to be dead for too long. Right. Amen? Because the Master is here. The Savior is here. The resurrection and the life is here. Yes. 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 You may be going through problems.
lose his body, the problem solver is here. Yeah. You may be sick in your body, the healer is here. Yeah. The redeemer is here. Yeah. The savior is here. Where the dead was laid. 
Now she stopped for a moment. You know, he was trying to stop their nonsense. And he was trying to tell, didn't I tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of the Lord? What did I see on Monday? I saw the glory of the Lord. I saw God change that man's heart. But it wasn't because I had a lot of faith. I'm just being totally honest. And so many times, and I believe God did that, not because of me, but he did it because he wants to save people and he wants us to continue to have a place to worship. But let me tell you something. If it would have been on my faith, we wouldn't have nothing today. Hello? Thank you, Jesus. And so we have to believe the word of God. Even when we can't see straight, even when we can't see clear, even Karina, when everything looks dark and gloomy, we have to believe God. We have to trust God. We have to believe his word. We have to believe that God is not a man, that he should lie, that if he said it, he will do it. If he spoke it, he's going to bring it to pass. Numbers chapter 23 and verse 19. Somebody read it to me. That's one of my favorite scriptures. Hallelujah. Read it, Sister Mason. But don't lose your other place. 19, what? Numbers 23, 19. Oh, what does it say? Hallelujah. God is good. Somebody say, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God Hallelujah. is not a man. That God is not what? God is not a man that he should lie. God is not a man. Hey, aren't you glad? God is not like Donald Trump. Aren't you glad God is not like Bernie Sanders? Aren't you glad God is not like Joe Biden? Hello? I'm grateful that the homosexual dropped out. Look, I have nothing against homosexuals. I love them, but I don't approve of their lifestyle. And I don't know if we would have a homosexual president where we would end it up. Wouldn't have been good. And so, if there are homosexuals that are watching, I don't have anything against you. I love you. I pray for you. I just don't agree with your lifestyle. Amen? Amen? And if you come here, we will pray for you. And we will love you. And we will show you how much God loves you. Through his word. And so, he's not a man that he should lie. What else? Neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken and shall he not make it good? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. That should make you on the shelf. Because God is saying, hey, but I have spoken what I have said. I'm going to do it. Amen. I'm going to do it. And for people that will have a little bit of faith. The Bible says if you have faith like a mustard seed, hey, you're a plant, you're a planter, and you're a, a gardener. Isn't a mustard seed one of the smallest seeds? Yes, I got one at home. Very small? So Jesus said if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can speak to the mountain and you can tell it to move. And it will obey you. Yes. 
I heard of a woman that read the scripture, and she lived next door to a mountain. And so she spoke to the mountain. She opened up her curtains and said, Mountain, I command you to move. Then she closed the curtains, went to bed, got up the next day, looked at the mountain, it was still there. And she said, see, I knew you wouldn't move. But Jesus was not talking about moving natural mountains. He was speaking about moving the spiritual mountains in our lives. Amen. The problems, the frustrations, the lack of things, the things that we desire, we can speak to the mountain of life and it will move if we speak to it the word of God. We can speak to the mountain of sickness and it will move if we speak to it the word of God. We can stand upon his word. And the reason I said I mentioned all these men because they're politicians. They say, well, they'll lie and they'll cheat and they'll do whatever they, they can do just to get votes and to get elected. But once they're in office, they have a tendency to forget what they have promised. Amen? Yes. But God makes promises and he keeps them. I said, God makes promises and he keeps them. All he's looking is for a little faith. Keep going, Sister Mason. Then they took away the stone from the place where the, where the dead was laid, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me, and I knew that thou hearest me always, but because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. You see, he was uh, praying to God the Father, but Jesus already knew what the outcome was going to be. But he was praying because of all the unbelievers that he was surrounded with. Amen. Sometimes we're in the church and Jesus is still surrounded by unbelievers. People who will not believe God, who will not believe the word of God, who will not trust God. They rather trust in a man. They rather trust the doctor. They rather trust the lawyer. They take his word, but they won't take God's word. Amen. Go on. And when he thus had spoken, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus, come forth. I can just picture some of the people that were there looking at Jesus cross-eyed, looking at him that he had lost all his marbles because that's what people do. When you start believing God, when you start speaking words of faith, people look at you like your elevator doesn't go all the way to the top floor. They look at you like you're crazy, like you're retarded, like something's wrong with you, like you're not looking at things realistically. Amen. 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 We need to trust God. Amen. Regardless of what people think, Irregardless of what people say, yes. we need to trust the Lord. Yes. We need to believe his word. Yes. So Jesus called out, Lazarus, come forth. And what happened, sister? And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus said unto them, Loose him 
and let him go. Loosen and let him go. Look, this is what God is saying this morning. Loose me and let me go in your life. I will do things that you would never even imagine that I can do in your life. I, will, I like what Joel Osteen says. He says, if you will believe God, he will take you to places you never even dreamed Amen. that you could be. Amen. God, if you loosen God in your life, if you loosen the Spirit of God in your life, if you loosen the Word of God all in your life, and you begin to believe Him, and you will begin to trust Him, He will do great and mighty things above that which we can believe or we can think Amen. that He can do. Amen. Never happened. Then many of the Jews which came to Mary and had seen the things which Jesus did, believed on him. But some of them went their way to the Pharisees and told them what things Jesus had done. Listen to that. Many of them believed. And this is the whole spectrum of the thing. This is why, this is why Jesus stood behind. Do you remember that the Bible says that after they told him he stayed where he was for two days, he knew he had a plan. He knew what he wanted to do. Yes. He wanted people to believe in God. He wanted people to believe his word. God has a plan. God is never without a plan. Go with me to the book of Jeremiah. Chapter 29 and verse 11. Somebody read it for me. Jeremiah 29 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an, an unexpected end. My Bible says, for I know the plans that I have for you. Amen. God knows the plans. Look at me for a moment. God knows the beginning from the end. Yes. I said, God knows the beginning from the end. He knows why he's doing things the way he's doing it. You're not God. God is God. Yes. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says that he doesn't think the way you think. That's right. You think with your puny little un, uh, unsafe mind. God thinks greater thoughts than what you and I can think. The Bible says, for his thoughts are not our thoughts, and his ways are not our ways. So he does things in the way he chooses to do it, yeah. but he's never late. He's always undone. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Did you hear what some of the Jews said? Yeah, I don't know. He has done so many things for other people. How come he didn't help his friend Lazarus? You know what the problem is? Look at me for a moment. We as humans look at part of the picture. Yes. God sees the whole picture. Yes. Yes, he, does. he sees what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. God is never late. He's always on time. Yes. So he hasn't done things. Continue to praise him. Amen. Continue to believe. Yes. Continue to trust him. Karina, when I spoke to you yesterday, I failed to tell you this, 
This is what I felt in my heart as I talked to you. God says, continue to trust. Amen. Continue to trust. Continue to believe his word. God is never late. God is going to do great and mighty things. Amen. Amen. And then you will come to church and say, look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. As I trusted him, as I stood with his word, and as I grabbed a hold of his word, and I didn't believe what the devil was saying. I didn't believe what the world was saying. I believed and I trusted in my God, and he came through. Give him a praise song. You know, Mary and Martha could not take credit for this miracle, could they? They were thinking the opposite. You're too late. And so God did what he did because he's God. I can't take credit for what happened on, on Monday when I went to meet with a real estate agent for a new building. I cannot take credit because you know what? I, I was full of unbelief. Hey, I'm just being honest. Hello? Go like this. Look at me. Go like this. That means you're taking the mask off. Amen. Hello? Sometimes I'm, I'm so full of faith, Pastor. I can move mountains. Then the next day, you can't even believe God to give you two pennies. Hello? And so I'm being honest with you. My faith was very low last Monday. I was a day late and a dollar short. Amen. But God did what he did because he's God. And he did what he did so that I can't take the credit for it. Amen. It, it belongs to him. The glory belongs to him. The honor belongs to him. As many people as will get saved in that building, they will get saved because of him. Amen. Because he's good. Because he's trustworthy. Because we can believe. Because we can depend upon his promises. Mary and Martha could not take credit for that miracle. Sometimes we think, oh, I'm so good. That's why God did this for me. You know what? No. He, he did it because he loves you. He did it because he cares. But look, many times we think God is too late to help us. God does not work in your time frame. He works in his own. Let me tell you what happens when God does things. The way he does them is to bring glory and honor to his name. Many of the Jews believed because they saw what Jesus did. Many of them didn't. They went to the Pharisees and told them after that they wanted to kill Jesus. They wanted to kill Lazarus. Hello? Amen. Those were the Pharisees. They were the religious leaders of those times. That's why we need to be careful that we don't become religious. Amen? Let me tell you something. All of us have the capability to become a Pharisee. And Pharisees are the ones that crucify Jesus. We need to love. Amen? Amen. We need to believe his word. Yes. We need to trust his word. Amen. God is never late. Yes. He's never late. You may think he is, but he's not. He does things, things in his own time. Yes. I've seen people that have been pushed to come into church. 
Listen to me for a moment. I've seen people that have been pushed to come into church and they have shouted the gospel down their throats and they come just to keep the other person happy but they never really get saved and sooner or later they leave the church and they go back to what they were doing. But then I see those that God calls, amen, and they come and they get saved and they become fruitful, amen, and they work for the work of God and they do the will of God and they trust God and God because God has changed them. See, sometimes we want to push God because we think he's taking too long. He's taking too long, he's too late. You know, Eddie said that when he lost his wallet, I, I don't know where he was going, but he said, you know, I, I heard him when he told me, Thursday he goes, Pastor, I found my wallet just in time. Amen. And he says, God is never late. He was weeping as he was saying, God is never late. And I thought about that. And I thought about this story this morning. I wasn't gonna preach it to you, but I believe that you need to understand that God is never late. Amen. Don't push him, don't try to push him, don't try to make him do what he maybe doesn't wanna do at this time. He knows everything. He knows when he's gonna do things and how he's gonna, how he's gonna do it. Why do we wanna push, push and push? You know, there's prayers in my life that God has an answer. One thing that I understand, many times it's not good to pray for some things. Hello? Amen. Because if God was to give you everything that you prayed for, where would you be today? There's some prayers that he has an answer, but he will do so in his time. In his time. The Bible says he makes all things beautiful in his time. We need to stay in the timing of God. We need to stop complaining and murmuring and saying, oh, all about this, all about that. We need to trust God and we need to understand that God is never late. He's always on time. Is he gonna save my unsaved loved ones? Yes, he is. Because you know what the Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 16 and verse 30 of verse 31, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved in your household. It doesn't say you might, it says you will be saved in your household. Is God going to heal my body? Yes, he's going to heal your body if you stand up on his word because the Bible says in the book of Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 5 that he was wounded for your transgressions. He was bruised for your iniquities. The chastisement for your peace was upon him and with his stripes you are healed. It doesn't say you might be. It says you are healed. Believe the word of God. Yes. Believe the word of God. Believe the word of God. Is he going to meet my needs, Pastor? Look, is he really going to meet my needs? What does the Bible say? In Philippians 4, 19, Paul said, but my God shall supply all of your needs. He didn't say some of your needs, right? He said, but my God shall supply all of your needs Amen. according to his riches in heaven. And he's got a lot of riches in heaven. Hello? Amen. The Bible says that the streets are made of gold. Hello? Amen. Jesus has got more gold than four knocks. Amen. Amen. Amen? He said that he will supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. 
And so Steve, did he supply your need for a home? Did he supply your need for a home? Yes, he did. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. I remember when Cassandra uh, found out, she, she realized she wanted to cry. And I told her, it'll be all right. Do you remember that? You were out there in the parking lot. And I put my arm around her and I told her, it's going to be all right. God will make a way. Do you remember that? God will make a way. Did he make a way? Yes. Yes, he did. Because he's a faithful God. Because he's a faithful God. He didn't do it on Cassandra's time frame. But he did it on his own time frame. But when he did it, he did a beautiful thing. Amen? The, the, the man, uh, you know, came all the way to their house to pick up their money over. Hello? Hello? God is good. God is good. He's never late. He's always on time. That's the message for you this morning. God is never late. He's always on time. Karina, God is never late. He's always on time. He's going to save your husband just on time. But you know what? He's, look at me for a moment, Karina. He's going to stay saved. Because a lot of people get saved and they don't stay saved. Because the more somebody fights God, God will grab him and he will pull them to himself. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 God is never late. I want you to say, God is never late. I want you to say, devil. God is never late. He's always on time. He's always on time. Was he on time for Lazarus? Yes, he was. He was dead for four days. You may be having a problem. You that are watching and listening today, you may be having a problem, a sickness in your body, and it's been there for a long time. And you may have been praying and asking God to help you. God listens to your prayers, and he's never late. He's always on time. You may be having difficulties today. God is never late. He's always on time. And he's here to help you. And he's here to bless you because he loves you this morning. Amen. God is never late. He's always on time. I will close with this. My friend Paul from Ohio. I remember when I started talking to him over the phone months ago. And he told me, brother, I feel low. I love the Lord. I want to walk with the Lord. But I feel so low. He said, I've been disappointed by people. And I feel like I've been forsaken by God. Have you ever felt forsaken? How many of you have ever felt forsaken? Let me tell you what the Bible says. The Bible says that he will never leave you nor forsake you. There's another version of the Bible that says that he will never abandon you. And so my friend told me I feel forsaken by God. So I began to talk to him and began to pray for him. And it was a process. It didn't happen overnight. It was a process. God was building up faith in his heart. And he was looking for a house. He told me I've been looking for three years for a house. 
I've looked at a bunch of houses, never could get one. We began to pray together, and I told him one day, God is going to give you a house. But here's the deal. He wasn't even going to church. I said, you need to begin to go to the house of God. And you begin to, you, you need to begin to exercise your gift. He's a preacher. I said, you need to preach and you need to uh, uh, move for God. And as you move for God, he will move for you. Yes, yes. And so guess what? Today, my friend Paul has a house. Amen? And then, uh, when he got the house, he said, brother, Oh no, one day I was praying for him, he had the house. One day I was praying for him, and I fell from the Lord to call him. And so I called him and I said, Paul, God told me to tell you that he will supply all your needs now that you have the house. Amen. And his wife answered the phone, and she was almost weeping, telling me, Jose, we don't know how we're going to fix the house, because we don't have the money now that we got it. Do you know what? Look at me for a moment. Somebody in church, they started going to a church, and somebody in the church came, stood before them and told them, I was praying for you, and God told me to give you this. And they put in their hands a $5,000 check wow. for them to fix their house. Amen. That is never late. Yeah. He's always on time. He's always on time. God will move heaven and earth to do something for those that will believe. See, the problem with Martha and Mary, they were a little religious, but they didn't have a whole lot of faith. They were a dollar short and a, a quarter short and a dollar and a day late. They, they, they kept saying the same thing, both of them. God wanted to show them something. You know what you're going through? God may be trying to show you something through it. Stand for God. Amen. Don't doubt the Lord. Yes. Don't speak nonsense and foolishness. And say, God, I'm going to believe you. It doesn't matter what my heart tells me. It doesn't matter what my sight tells me. Yes. I'm going to believe your word. I believe God's word. I believe that God is going to give us souls. I believe that God is going to do great and mighty things. I just believe his word. Amen. A lot of people have counted us out. We're not out yet. Amen? Amen. We're not out yet. Amen. God is good. Amen. I said God is good. Amen. God is still moving. God is still doing beautiful things. Whatever happens to Cassandra's daughter and her boyfriend, they saw the power of God. Because they came and told me. God touched him. It's up to them if they want to serve God. But God showed up. God did what his word says that he would do. Hallelujah. God is good. He's never late. He's always on time. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come in the name of Jesus. Lord, we praise you and we thank you, Lord God. Because you're never late, God. You're always on time, Lord Jesus. Father, sometimes even when we think, Lord God, that you're not watching, that you're not listening, God, you're there, Lord God. And Father, you're going to see us through, Lord God. And the miracle is going to come just at the right time, God. Father, I praise you. God, how many times 
Have, that, have I been hurting for something, Lord God? And you put it in my hand right on time. Right on time, God. You're never late. Look at me for a moment. I remember one day, I didn't have money to pay my life bill. They were going to shut off my life, and it was during the summer. Very hot, and I prayed, and I prayed, and I prayed, nothing. Have you ever prayed like that? Nothing. That day was almost over, and at 5 o'clock, they were going to shut off my life. At 4.15, my phone rang. And there was a call from a woman that was coming to the church. And she said, Pastor, God won't leave me alone. I said, what are you talking about? She said, I was sitting in my living room. And God told me I must come and see you. So she goes, I'm on my way to see you now. Can you meet me at the church? I said, yes. So I met her at the church, it was around 4.35. And she goes, God told me to give you this. She goes, open it. There was an envelope, I opened it. That was exactly the money that I needed to pay my life bill. Amen. And then she said, I started like shouting, and she said, why are you so happy? I said, because they're gonna shut off my life by five o'clock today. She said, here's the car, I'll take you, so you can pay your bill. She took me, I got there five minutes before they closed, and I paid it, amen? God is never late, he's always on time. God is never late, he's always on time. God is never late, he's always on time. One more story, because I love to give him praise, Amen. because he's so faithful. One day, I was pastoring a church over here on 10th Street, 10th Street and, 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 and Palm Lane, and you know, they didn't pay me, uh, they only paid my bills, and um, I don't know what had happened, I hadn't been paid, and I remember that they were gonna shut my life up again. They always shut my life up. And my daughter came to me, Christina, and she was very young, she was about nine years old. And she said, Dad, I need shoes. And she put her foot like that, she put her foot up like this. And you could see a hole about this size in her tennis shoes. And she told me, Dad, when it rains, water gets in. You know how I felt? Eddie, you're a father. I felt like dirt that I couldn't provide for my kids. And so all I told her, honey, we need to pray. I said, Daddy needs a miracle too, let's pray. And we started praying. They were gonna shut off my light. My daughter didn't have no shoes. And when we were done praying, there was a knock at the door. It was the director of the man that I was working for in that church. And he said, he had some, what did I do? He had some money for the kids that he wanted to give them. And then he goes, and I got something for dad too. And he gave me a check. He gave me an envelope, I opened it. 
There was a check for $600 that my friend Paul in Ohio has sent me because he had just gotten his tax return. And he said God told him to send me those $600. I told Christina, Christina, I can't get you a pair of tennis shoes. I can get you two pairs. Amen? 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 God is never late. He's always on time. God is never late. He's always on time. God is never late. He's always on time. Father, we praise you. We worship you. We believe your word. We trust in your word. Father, there's some of us that haven't received look at the things that we have been praying about. But Father, today we believe and we confess that you're never late, that you're always on time. Shiva, Shiva is never late. He's always on time. Your money is going to come right at the time that you need it the most. Father, we praise you. We worship you. We glorify you. We magnify your name. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. Father, we pray for those that are watching on Facebook, those that are listening to us through our podcast, Father. We pray, Father, Lord God, for their needs. Father, we pray, Lord God, that you will give them faith to realize and to understand that you're God, you're an almighty God, and that you're never late, that you're going to do what you're going to do for them right at the right time, Father. You're going to bless them at the right moment. You're going to heal them at the right moment. You're going to encourage them at the right moment. You're going to solve their problem at the right moment because you're never late, God. You're always on time. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. We praise you. Father, we pray for those that are sick, Lord God, in their bodies that may be watching and listening, Lord. Your word says that by your stripes, we are healed. Father, heal them and touch them. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Brother Mason. I have a short testimony to give. Uh, give us a testimony. Just like a praise report also. For those of you that weren't here uh, Thursday and Thursday, yes, uh, very repeating that thing because it goes right along with your message. It's something that I've never experienced before. The years that I've served God and uh, increased my faith. And uh, we prayed. I had lost my wallet for about three or four days. I couldn't find it. I looked everywhere. I looked in the truck and my wife's car for about three or four times. I couldn't find nothing. I'm in the seat. I'm in the seat. I my glasses too. And my wedding rings are in. And, uh, my rings that I have in my finger. So anyway, um, in three or four days, I couldn't find my, my wallet. I had thick wallet with just my credit cards, my military ID, my driver's license, and other cards, and just stuff that I needed to, to keep and to have. And I thought about, oh man, I'm gonna have to go to the military, get my driver's license, get the military ID, get, replace my credit cards and everything. I just couldn't fathom how it would be, because I've never lost my wallet before. So, I think it was uh, Sunday, last Sunday, Pastor and I, and somebody else, we prayed in the, in the Your wife. My wife, he prayed for, for the, the Lord she to show us, show us where the wallet is, and so I couldn't find it, and uh, I didn't know where it was. Just, just didn't know. So anyway, Pastor prayed that we would, we would find, I would find the, the Lord to show me where the wallet was that, where that day he went in, Sunday. 
I looked, looked, looked all over and uh, I just kind of sort of figured I wasn't going to find it. It wasn't there, but we didn't see in our prayer report where something had been charged, so I still had hope. Uh, so anyway, night came. I was given a hope that I wouldn't find it. The next day I was, had to go and uh, cash my check and take my ties out, and uh, but I had to leave the... So just leave all the check in there because they, without an ID, they won't give you money back. But there's another way to get the money, but I, I had to do this first. So I was already doubting myself, and that morning, my wife and I were driving to the garage, and she got in the car, and she went inside in the car. I went back inside the house. Okay, and I was, I was going into the garage to do something, to take something in there, Take something, put something away. As I turned, I had no intentions to look down. <coughs> so, hallelujah. As I turned around, I happened to look down. For no reason at all, there's some water. Mom, give Jesus a praise. Actually, giving out my information to my mom as they were listening to my mom, 
and my mom told them not to give any information to me. And they would always listen to her because she's their teacher. And uh, so it was really a rough time for me. And I called my brother and they just gave up on me. They said, we're not going to help you. Um, almost it's been like a year now. I've been complaining to the bank every time, sending mail to them, sending to the whole department. And we have been trained for that. It never happened. And um, after prayers, I said, Lord, what do I do? The only one who can help me is my mother because she's a nominee. And if she's not giving up those information to the bank for them to reason, then who can help me? And I asked all my uncle, my aunts, what do I do? And nobody helped me. And I was like, there's a lot of money I'm struggling. And I'm struggling here. I don't have to struggle. My dad left me a lot of money. God, why? And I was struggling. It's been almost a year. And the last time I said we were praying. And then through prayers, one of the lady who was a preacher, uh, I used to come to my, my house uh, in 2003. Then when I accepted Christ, I, I, I gave up my life to Christ. Amen. Though I was baptized as a Christian when I was a baby, but then actually I got to know Christ in 2003. And this lady came to my house and she talked about Jesus to me and she would take us to the church. I mean, after a long, long time, I got in touch with her. She called me out of the blue, I was surprised and she said, I said, uh, sister, this is the problem I'm facing, and I can't trust anybody. And this is money, and you know, my own mother, she's doing this to me, and my brothers are not ready to help me. You know, it's so only the pastor is helping me, and they don't even respect that. You know, I mean, he doesn't have to help me, but his principle is always he's also struggling, and this is not fair that I have money, I'm not able to do anything about it. So, can you do something about it? So she said, okay, sister, don't worry, I have a friend in the church. He's a bank manager of a very big bank and he's in the check clearing process department is is a big shot. So I'll talk to him about you and I hope he should he should be able to help you. So she called him and yes he was very happy and he called me and I told him what the problem is and he said, okay fine sister I'm gonna help you. And then he called the bank which was not releasing my money and you know initially they said yes we have and they told me to send some files to them and it didn't happen. And this manager, he said, if you don't listen to her, I mean, she's in America, she can come to India and do these things. So it, the communication kept on going on, the meeting kept on going on, but never the meeting. In fact, they're giving all the information to my family. So I don't know, I mean, after a while, the, the bank guy backed up. The person who was trying to help me, he backed up. But then we kept praying, Lord, help us, help us, help us. And finally, uh, he told me to go ahead and log a complaint to the Reserve Bank of India. That's the topmost bank. And it's a code. If you have any complaints with the bank, it goes to them and they have to listen to them. So I filed a complaint to the whole bank, to that department. And uh, I think it's been like seven, seven months that I have been waiting for a response from them. Usually they don't take that long. They usually respond within 10 days or a month. That's what the manager said. But with me, it's been almost like seven months. And I was like, why, Lord? Why is this happening to me? And I mean, they should respond. This is a very critical is that the customer uh, self-protection team, they, they have to respond. Seven months and um, I was like, why Lord? I kept asking Pastor Jehovah, what should we do now? But we kept praying, we didn't lose the faith, kept praying, 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 and boom, yesterday, I think, uh, day before yesterday, they finally responded. And they sent a complaint to the bank and they warned them to release all the information to this person and also sent the information to us because we want to know what's happening. And then they sent a response to the bank, they released all my information and they said that I'm wrong, 
that I'm having a misconception that she's in America, she's expecting us to release the money, we got all these things. So I responded back to the to the complaining uh, to the department RBI. I said, no, it's not a misconception. I have been waiting on them for a, almost one year and they haven't responded. And I sent the court letter and they have submitted all my documents to my mother when I'm a controller. So I sent it yesterday and I'm just waiting that the judge who's going through my case comes in favor of me. So it's a big step right now that they're looking into my case and the bank cannot hide anymore. So thank God for that. When I was woken up at 3 in the morning, remember? Um, and I think you were sick too, or something. You were like having anxiety or something about the virus that's going on. The Lord told me that He, to tell you, He's going to, you're going to see your money again. Amen. He's going to release it. They're going to release it. Mm -hmm. I've already got my title later on. You're going to look at me. I got my calculator on, find out how much you owe me, and how much time you're going to give me. Just sign the check over time. Yeah, I'm, I'm already getting ready. And Rocio's here, Dale's here, to help me to spend some of that money. Yeah. To go to a couple of restaurants. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's good to see Rocio and Dale here. Why don't we give them a place out there? Rosio, come here for a minute. We prayed for you. We've been praying for you, and we prayed for you. I remember when you were going to have your surgery in your, uh, what was it, your throat? And so one of the things you were afraid of is that you weren't going to be able to speak. Can you speak? Can you? Louder than that? Tell us what Well, it's going to be a year when I had my um, thyroid removed for surgery. Um, I had cancer in it and it had affected my vocal cords and a lot of in your area of your neck. And um, thankful to God because our first surgery, um, the first surgeon, he was so distraught on continuing with the surgery and removing it because. He had seen how extensive the cancer was, and if um, he would have proceeded with the surgery, he would have had taken my voice box out, um, given me a feeding tube to eat out of and to breathe out of, and um, since we did not discuss that at that time, um, he felt that it, he couldn't continue, but I know that that was God. It wasn't him, it wasn't his choice, but it was God himself saying, no, stop because I know in his hands I am a vessel of a blessing to yes. talk to others. And yes. that's where Satan is always trying to um, stop us yes. or bring fear into us. And yes. God is always in control at yes. e every time in your life, in every yes. situation, and even in the deep, um, deepest and darkest um, areas that yes. you're going to face, he's there. Yes. So when I saw him, he said, you need to go to um, another surgeon who can go more extensive. So then, like I said, a year ago was that surgery, and that was like eight, nine hours of surgery as they were going in and taking out lymph nodes and, and stuff like that. <clears throat> and I thank God because he was in control. It was long. My husband was there. My kids were there. And one of the things that my husband was telling me that while he was in the waiting room, um, a lot of us went in at 5 in the morning for surgery. And um, he said that through, through the wait, 
Uh, the surgeons would come out to different families, and unfortunately, he said that a few of them did not make it during the surgery. And um, he would see their distraught, you know, of, of losing that loved one who was there alongside with me, but all he could do was pray and, and ask the Lord to strengthen him and that, you know, he was trusting that everything was going to be okay. And it was eight hours, a whole day of surgery. And so finally when um, he came out and he talked to them, he said, I took out all the cancer, you know, everything is good, she's in recovery. And that's when it started. So that night I stayed um, there and somebody stayed over with me at the hospital and they prayed for me. And, and, and I know there was a lot of people praying and I appreciate yeah. that and I thank you guys. And everywhere I go and I let them know that there is power in prayer. Yes. Yeah. And even yes. in Central yeah. America, yeah. And a lot of people that I talked to them, they were all praying and I'm very grateful and very thankful. And though it was, it is still challenging. And it's learning, and it's all adapting to the new uh, person that he's creating you to be. Hallelujah. Because every day he's transforming you according to what he's called you to do. Yes. And so it is, you will go through the valley, and you will go to the mountain. And sometimes you'll end up going through caves. <laughs> but keep walking, you know, and keep trusting. And now I can see a little bit of what he has done. And I share that with others. And, and now that I talk to other like cancer patients that I know, um, I tell them it's okay to feel what you feel because we are human. Yes. And there are times where we feel we don't understand. Yes. And that's okay, but you have to trust. Yes. That's all he's asking you, do you trust me? That's right. And that's all it is. Yes. And sometimes it's just not thinking about anything. It's just living your day, appreciating the life that you have, embracing who is around you, and just being a good spirit, yeah. and a good cheer, and being thankful, yes. and telling yes. others how much you love them, because we don't yes. know what tomorrow will bring, yes. you know? And it's not that you're defeated. Remember, he's the potter, yeah. and you're in his hands. Yes. And he makes you, and he transforms you, and he puts you through the heat, you know, and all that stuff. But that's because he knows what you need, and what you are in his hands. So just keep trusting. Do not fear. Do not dismay. Because the Lord is with you. Amen. No matter where you go. No matter what happens. No matter if you do not understand. He is the sovereign God that we serve. Yes. And he is the wise God. Yes. And all things work together for our good. Yes. For those who what? Love those who love the Lord. So I know here there are people who love them. Yes. And we know we love them. And it's just you know learning and adapting. And I thank God my uncle for the opportunity and to maybe we don't talk on a daily basis but i do know that he does pray for me as well as a congregation and a lot of other people and so just be amazed at what he's got for you yes. live with expectancy Thank that you. god is going to move mountains for yes. you for his goodness and for his glory and for his honor so god bless you all and my husband is here with me we're just uh, driving around and he's like let's go i saw him on facebook he was alive and i said let's go stop by and say hello so I think God has a reason why he does things. So if you're led by him, you're never going astray. He's always watching every step you take, and he'll use it for his good. Okay. God bless you guys. Hallelujah. I need to pray for her now. Ahora mucho. Primero no podía hablar, ahora no mucho. I need to pray for her. She, before she was afraid, she couldn't talk. 
Now she talks too much. But God is good. God is good. God is good. I remember when we prayed for her. Yes. And you know, like she said, a lot of people pray and prayer works. Amen. Prayer works. Yes, it does. Prayer works. Yes. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. Amen. And so um, we are going to hopefully be working with them more closely. I, I want you to, I know we're on the time crunch, but I want you to bow your uh, heads. Let's just say bow your eyes. Bow your heads for a moment and close your eyes. Father, we praise you. Yes. Father, we worship yes. you. We glorify you yes. in Jesus' name. Because you stand up. As you were talking, God gave me a word for you. Even through that surgery, the devil was trying to shut you up. That's what he's trying to do. That's why they told you, you may lose your voice. And even you went through the surgery, and you acknowledge how the Lord has touched you, and he has. But the devil is kind of still wants to shut you up. Because there's something inside of you that it comes from God. And it comes from man. It comes from God. There's a, a, a calling of God in your life. He has called you. Even when you were out there on the streets, God already had his finger upon you. He said, I'm going to use her. I'm going to touch her. She's going to preach for me. She's going to do my will. She's going to work for me. You're not here because you were driving around. Yes. You're here because God brought you here. Yes. God wants to use you in a mighty way. We're living in the last days, Rocio, and God is not looking for silver-tongued preachers anymore. He's got a lot of those. He's looking for people that will say, Thou sayest the Lord. People that have a call of God in their life, yes. they have a purpose of God in their life. Stop and think of this. I was thinking about your dad. I'm going to tell you in a moment. Stop and think of this. You were like five years old when you were coming to church with your mom and your dad. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be honest, okay? I never really saw your mom and your dad really get serious for God. I, I believe they came, you know, because they liked me, because I was kind of like in the family. So that's why they came. Church. I remember a couple of times I went to pick them up and your dad was drinking one day and he told us, hey, you gotta go because uh, my wife's uncle's coming and we gotta go to church. <laughs> but you know what? God wasn't doing all of that for your mom and dad. He was, but he was doing it for you. Amen. He had his hand upon your life. Amen. Even back, even though you didn't know it, you couldn't understand. He had his hand, he had his finger on you already. I remember when he used to come and pull at my, at my, at my uh, pants when I was preaching. God had his hand upon your life. And you've been let down by a lot of people. And you know what? Look at me for a moment. I was a little hard on her at times. And for that, I apologize. But I love you. But a lot of men have disappointed you and they have hurt you. And that's why you're like, you're afraid. You're afraid to jump in it again because 
So many things have happened. So many things have been done. Sometimes people hurt us. Hello? Yes. Church people. Yes. Religious fanatics. But God said, I called you. I've anointed you. Yes. Do not allow the devil to stop you. Do not allow the devil to silence you because that's what he wants to do because there's a word inside of your heart that somebody needs to hear. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Raise your hands right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for Rosiel right now, Lord God. Father, Lord God, you have called her, Lord God. Bend back, bend back, bend back. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, you have called her, Lord God. You have called her. You feel like you're going through a wilderness. There's a dryness. It's not that you don't love God. It's not that you don't love the things of God. You do, but there's a dryness. You're going through a dry stuff in your life. And God is saying, even there, I'm with you. Yeah. I haven't forsaken you. Yeah. I haven't left you. I've been there all the time. I have not changed my mind about you. Maybe men have changed their minds about you. And maybe they've abused you and used you. But God says, I want to use you. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, heal, Lord God. Put your hand on God. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name. Sana, Padre, las heridas, Padre. Padre, las heridas que quizás aún yo he causado, Padre. Otros, Padre, han causado. Padre, en el nombre de Jesucristo, sana en el nombre de Jesús. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be delivered in the name of Jesus. Be free in Jesus' name. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be free in the name of Jesus. Be free in the name of Jesus. He who the Son has set free is free indeed. Be free in Jesus' name. Be free in the name of Jesus. From all that people have done, from all that people have said, be free from all those negative words in Jesus' name. Fill her, Father. Fill her, fill her, fill her. Holy Spirit, fill her in Jesus' name. God has called you. God has called you to be a shepherd. God has called you. Do not delay in answering the call. Do not be late in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord praise of Hallelujah. So do you feel better? Does that make sense to you? Huh? Hallelujah. That is good. Let me say this in ending. The church hurts more people than even the devil does. Religious people 
learn. I make mistakes. All preachers make mistakes. They just won't tell you. I tell you, I make mistakes. I'm human. Maybe at times, like I said earlier, we need to change the approach. Maybe at times I've been a little bit heavy on people. I've never meant to hurt them. I want to see them grow. But many times I would say that a lot of the time we hurt people and we leave them hurting. Amen? Amen. And that's not the church. should be a place where people can come and get healed. This is a healing center. It's like clinica del alma. Mm -hmm. This is the clinic of the soul. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. The church that I was going to previously, like that, a couple I met there were very, very good friends. And they are the ones that helped me a lot when I was struggling. And they're the ones that were also with me when I got baptized. I just got a message from his daughter that he's in the hospital. He's brain dead because his heart stopped in his sleep mm. and they're going to be pulling the plug. But I believe, like what we heard about Lazarus, um, that if it's God's time for him to go, he will go. But God will restore his brain waves. What is his name? Mario Garcia. Mario Garcia. Let's pray for him. Yes, Rocio. Come here, Rocio. Come here. Put your work here. I want you to pray for this man, first of all. Then you tell me whatever you really tell me. Go ahead. Let's pray. Yes. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you, Lord. Lifting Mario Garcia to your throne of grace, Father. Father, we know that for you there are nothing impossible, Father, yes, for you, Father. all things are possible. I believe, Father God, that you yes, will put Lord. your mighty hand upon him, for I have witnessed, Father God, what you have done with my father. That when he was going to be disconnected, Lord Jesus, you touched him. You, you healed him, you revived him, and though the doctors were saying that was the last moment for him, you came in and said no. For you, Father God, are the sovereign God, and you know all things, Father God. And I believe today that you will put your hand upon him according to your will, Father God, for his life, Father. We ask that you give comfort to his family there where they are at, Lord. And let their faith not dismay, Father God. Let them know that you are powerful, that you are a good, good God. And that you will work out everything for them, Father God. Help them in their faith in this moment of despair, Lord, because you will comfort those, yes. Father God, who at the moment they're facing, Lord, darkness. You are that light and you are that peace for them, Lord Jesus. And I thank you for what you are going to do, for yes. what you are doing in that household and there in that place where they're at, in that waiting room, Lord. That you lift this man up, Father God, with the mighty power of your Holy Spirit, Lord. That you put your angels around him, Father God, and that he be healed in the name of Jesus, Lord. We believe it, Father God, we affirm it, that you will do your will, Father. And we thank you, for you are a good, good God. And you're so wonderful, and your mercy is great. In Jesus' name we pray. God is going to let me, let me Let me say this. God said, I didn't call you to be a messenger. I call you to drive. Amen. Hallelujah.
Did you have something you wanted to tell me? You were raising your hand. Oh, her dad, real quickly, her dad, because uh, I'm going to get to listen to this, her dad uh, got into an accident at work and he uh, broke his head open. And uh, he got real sick. I remember when I went to pray for him at the talking, he wasn't listening, nothing. And I remember he was at St. Joe's. I was remembering the other day when you sent me that video. I was real blessed by that video because her dad was brain dead already, right? Yeah. Am I exaggerating here? And and they had they had a sign, see if you remember this, Rocio, they had a sign by his bed saying not to touch his head because he didn't have nothing, right? Yeah. It, it was open. <laughs> and do you know that God healed him? Do you know that God restored him? Yeah. He restored him 100%. But I would say like maybe 80, 90%. And the other day they sent me a video. And, and, and I called it Pachito. And Pachito was playing the accordion. And he was going like this. <laughs> and he was saying, I am a rancherate. I am a rancherita. I am a rancherita. And he was singing. And I said, my God. This is what I remember. I remember the man that was laying dying. Yes. How long ago was that? 30 years ago. And he's still Tomorrow here. Tomorrow is going to be 30 years from that. Tomorrow will be 30 years from that accident. Wow. And he's still here. Yes. Yes. Give him a God healed him. Amen. God healed him. There's nothing impossible for God. Because of him. She was saved because she saw the miracle. She saw what God did in her dad's life. You know, the other day when I saw that video, it was a blessing to me. I showed it to other people, they're oh, that's nice. But they don't know what I know. They don't know the rest of the story. Amen. She want to come and pray for the offering? Hallelujah. Yes. Yeah, one more prayer request for my brother. Uh, her brother uh, is going through a lot of hard times. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for Shiva's brother. Yes. I pray that you will touch him. I pray that you will be with him. I pray, Lord God, that the words that we share with him will help him, Lord God. Yes. And Father, that he will declare you yes. as his Lord and Savior. Yes. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Yes. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, yes. I pray for Sister Sylvia, Lord. Yes. I pray that you will help her, Lord God. Yes. I pray that you will give her wisdom to handle this problem, Father, with her son in the name of Jesus. Yes. Father, Lord God, give her wisdom, Lord God. Yes. Give her grace, Lord God, to do what she has to do, yes. Father, yes. in Jesus' name. And help her, Father. Yes. Father, I also pray for Karina, Father. Yes. I pray that you give her peace, Father. Yes. I pray that you give her peace of mind, Father, to let her know that everything's under control. You're going to touch her husband. You're going to save her husband, Lord. I claim it. I declare it in the name of Jesus. 
I don't care how lost he is. Yeah. I don't care how far into the gutter of sin he is for God. Yes. You're a faithful God. Yes. And Father, you say, believe in the Lord Jesus yes. Christ. And you shall be saved yes. in your household. We stand on your word, God, yes. in the name of Jesus. Yes. We believe you can help this young man. Father, we believe, Lord God, that he's not going to go to prison, Lord God. Doesn't matter what anybody says, Lord God. You have the last say so, Father. And you're going to help him in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Anybody else before we close this? Uh, family mercies for our granddaughter and grandbaby. They're, they just left at 11.45 from here to Long Beach. And then Tuesday morning, they're going to go from Long Beach to Las Vegas to Matthew. And then from Las Vegas here, they should be here Wednesday. And then Thursday, they're going to go from here, drive all the way to Virginia. So they're on the road a lot. Father, we come in the name of Jesus. And we pray for Sister Mason's granddaughter, Lord God. Give her probably mercies, I pray, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we also pray for her grandson and his family, Father. Give them probably mercies, Lord God. Cover them in your blood and encamping our angels of protection around them. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name. Anybody else? She was. Let's pray for her. Father, we pray for Yolanda, Lord. Yes. We pray that the healing power and the healing virtue of Christ would touch her and heal her. Your yes. Lord says that by your stripes, she is healed, Father. Heal her, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name. Anybody else? Hallelujah. Marie. Um, yeah. What's your first name? Irma. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for Irma. We pray that you will extend your healing power and touch her body. Your word declares that by your stripes she is healed. Heal her, Father. Heal her son, Father, as well. I pray in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Anybody else? My keys. Your what? My keys. Oh, she lost her car keys. I've been searching everywhere. Everywhere. How much do I get it till you find it? <laughs> Father, in the name of yes, Jesus, Lord. we pray for Karina's keys, Father, yes, that they may be reappeared, Father. Yes, Just the same way, Lord God, yes, Eddie was testifying how yes, you gave it back to his wallet. Yes, Father, yes. we believe, Lord God, that she's going to be able to yes, find her keys. Father, Lord God, when she comes uh, uh, next time to the service, She's going to testify, yeah, just like Brother Edward did, Father, yes. in Jesus' name, because you're a faithful God, yes. in the name of Jesus. Cassandra? I want to say travels uh, for my sister, her boyfriend, my nephew, his wife, and my two great nephews, because they were here over the weekend, and they are driving back to San Diego. What is the family's last name? Briggs and Tripp. What? Briggs and Tripp. Tripp? Heavenly Father, we come in the name of Jesus, Lord God. We pray for this family, Father, the great family, Father, that you will be with them, Father, in Jesus' name, that you will give them family mercies, Father, as they drive in the highways, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Help them, Father, and be with them, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Shiva? Hurry, Shiva. Hurry, hurry. 
Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this time that you brought us all together, Lord, to glorify your goodness, Lord, for all the good things that you're doing in our midst, Lord, for all the miracles, all the testimonies, and the praise reports, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Also, thank you, Lord, for taking care of us, Lord, and all through this week, all through this time, Lord. Though it has been rough, Lord, but every time, Jesus, you have always come through, Lord, and you've shown us, Lord, how much you love us, Lord. Help us, Lord, to always walk in your way, Lord, till we meet again, Lord. Also pray, Lord, for the tithes and offerings. I pray, Lord, that you would bless each and every individual who is giving the yes, tithes and offerings, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would bless them, Lord, and help them financially as well, Lord. And thank you for this time, Lord. Thank you for the message, Lord. Help us to use this money for your glory and for your kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. This is the day. This is the day.